everybody. We're back. This is Dave and Libby with Trash to Treasure with Jupiter Jane. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and this is episode four of Trash to Treasure with Jupiter mm-hmm. Jane. And so uh, this week we're going to answer some questions that we've seen come in and talk about some sourcing we've done recently. And then we're going to get into our topic for the night, which is um, up to this point we've been talking about you know uh, getting started with eBay reselling and thrifting and you know buying stuff to resell and all that kind of stuff. So tonight we're going to talk about getting started on a shoestring budget because that's, that's how we got started. Yeah, that's how we got started. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I'm going to dive right into questions, and one that we saw come up on one of the the forums this week was somebody came across some rare play uh, a rare Playboy magazine that had um, it was the the first appearance of Pamela Anderson, and it was a misprint. There was a whole section of the magazine that was printed twice, so it had like pages eighties like eighty through one twenty in it twice. And he was wanting to know if it was worth anything more because uh, he, you know, looked it up on you know eBay and WorthPoint and things like that, and he couldn't he couldn't find another one. And I, I can't speak to that example specifically, but we did have something kind of like that come up with a Star Trek collector's plate. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it drives me crazy when I can't find something. I look and look and look. I look on on Google and eBay and WorthPoint and and I just I, I it just drives me crazy. And David found a plate that it, that defies all explanation. Yeah, I can't find it anywhere. And I've even asked a Star Trek collector who runs a website where they kind of buy and sell things and. They actually said it, they had never seen it either. So it was it's a a 25th anniversary Star Wars collector plate. Nope. 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 Star Trek. Oh, Star Trek. Oops. Trek. Trek. Not track, Trek. Get Trek. it right, Libby. Trek. Okay. Um and it's 25th anniversary plate, but it's not like the other 25th anniversary plates in that it doesn't have the Hamilton Disclaimer and all that on the back. This just has a China stamp. Yeah, it's it's actually it's fine what, China. Right. What what makes this unique is that it's actually restaurant wear. What it is is it's heavy. I don't know if uh, if there's anybody out there who who collects plates, does the collector plate thing. You'll notice that collector plates are always on very thin, kind of like fragile China. Mm-hmm. They're made to be displayed. They're not made to be used. And the artwork on this particular plate um, has been used on other collector plates. But this particular plate is restaurant wear. It's very heavy duty. It looks like it's even maybe been used. It actually has like some scratches on it, like it was used, which is really interesting. And we cannot find another one like it anywhere. Um, so things like that are hard to value. I, I in the in cases like this, I just typically, if I can't find any comps out there, I just price it high. Yeah, that's really the best way to do it. I think is. Kind of let let the market decide what it's worth, mm-hmm. and you know don't leave any money on the table. So price it high and see what happens. Let it go and see what happens. If, and if it sells immediately, you know it was too low. Yeah. And if it sits out there for a while, you always have the option of dropping the price. So right. That's so kind of where we're at. I was like, I just got tired of moving it around, and finally I was like, all right, I'm listing this. Yeah, that's one of those examples of where you just have to like list it and leave it. 
price it high and list it and leave it and just see what happens. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody's going to run across things that they can't, you know, find a a comp for. And And it does. It drives us crazy. Yeah. And so you just kind of have to use your best judgment, kind of go from there. Another question that came up was, why Jupiter Jane? Somebody asked me that the other day. Oh, really? Who? Um, actually, actually uh, uh, Jeff. You know Jeff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they asked, why Jupiter Jane? And I think we've asked, answered this question before, maybe in our first episode. I think I asked this question once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so here's the deal. Um, we started out doing a booth at pop culture conventions selling vintage toys and collectibles. Mm-hmm. And we were looking for a mascot. We were looking for a name that um, would be kind of like gender inclusive because there's a lot more women now involved in in pop culture, pop culture conventions Mm -hmm. and the fandom and that kind of thing. And we thought it would be kind of cool to create a mascot that reflected that. And it was just something fun for our business. And when we started a couple of new businesses – including this eBay reselling business, and also we have a a brick-and-mortar outlet now, Um, we decided to recycle our mascot for branding purposes. So it's kind of a marketing thing, but it's also fun. And we already had, like, some marketing materials, so it just made sense to kind of recycle it. So so basically she's a a recycled mascot, but she's cool. And, you know, like, if you go to her website, we've got a Jupiter Jane coloring page and stuff like that. So Yeah, she just – I don't know. I like her. I think she's pretty – it's know. it's if you haven't seen our logo, it's like kind of like a retro futuristic thing. So it's like a space girl with like a, one of those bubble helmets from the nineteen sixties. You know. So, uh-huh. so and oh well, the Jane is J A Y N E. Is that because of Jane from? Oh, from Firefly. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of just kind of thought it'd be cool to to you know do that. Also, it's alliterative, like like the Marvel characters, like the Marvel comic book characters, which I thought was because at the time we were doing a, a, a lot of comic book shows. So, yeah. Okay, that's us. So that's it. That's it in a nutshell. No, no, no big. Yeah. Reveal there. Okay, so the next, actually, last question we've got for this week is, um, I, I've actually seen some version of this question a lot the last few weeks, yeah. which is, is this a good time to get started in eBay reselling? I sniffed. <laughs> uh, I might leave that in because it's funny. Um, so. I, um, the, the question is, is it a good time to get started? It seems like a lot of people are talking about getting out of eBay reselling. And I'll tell you what, I, I think it's actually a great time to get started if you're thinking about it. What's what, Here's what I observe is that there are a lot of um, long timers, people who have been doing this for a long time since like the 1990s or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I I don't know exactly what they sell, and I don't know exactly what their experience is, but my gut feeling is that there are people who've been doing this for a long time, and they're still probably trying to sell the stuff that they were trying to sell 10 or 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. and maybe people don't want that stuff, or maybe, you know, the way you have to sell things has changed in that period of time. My guess is, is that things have changed, and there are people who either haven't kept up or... The, the things they're selling maybe aren't what's in demand. Well, you know, there are always those people out there who are resistant you know, to change. Well, this isn't how we used to do it. Right. I right. mean, you know, that's just kind of what they live by. 
Because, believe me, there are plenty of people out there making money on eBay. Yeah, so, absolutely. And, and this leads me to another thing that I see a lot of, which is the conspiracy theorists. Oh, my gosh. And eBay blacklisted us. <laughs> yeah, I... The, I the see, algorithm. I see. I see. Yeah, I see a lot of that. People, people blaming the algorithm. You know. Um, I but don't know. The bottom. What's the bottom line, Dave? The bottom line is is that eBay only makes money when we're making money. Right. So you know why I mean? would they sabotage anything? It's just. It, it's crazy. not. It's not in their best interest to sabotage anybody. They're not. It's not in their best interest to like blacklist sellers secretly or. Mm-hmm. You know, flip your store off without you knowing it or any anything like that. It, that's it. Just doesn't make any sense. It's just not logical. Um, what makes a lot more sense is that there are a lot of factors in play, and sales just kind of naturally ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. For one thing, things that are in demand go out of demand quickly. Yep. It's kind of amazing. You know, people don't realize it, but something you know. There could be a market for something one day, and that market can literally evaporate the next. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just how it is. Well, and I I've, been, I've been in marketing for like 20-some years, and this none of this is new to me. Yeah. And I think, you know, I watch a lot on YouTube from a lot of eBay, eBay resellers and flippers, and and you have to do research. You have to stay current. You have to stay relevant. And that's why, I, you know, I watch the... I think you do too. The Bolo videos, the be on yeah. the lookout for. I mean, I, I don't put all my stock in those videos. No, but I mean, I know. It, I mean, if I can pop my headphones on and listen to one and learn some brands to be on the lookout for, I mean, yeah, that, I think you have to educate yourself, and yeah, you just absolutely. can't depend on what sold ten years ago. We do that a lot in our spare time. We're kind of nerds that way, where we go and we, we look and we see what's selling. There are you know little tricks they're not you know big secrets but there are little tricks you can do on ebay where you just look up a broad category right so you look up like men's jeans and then you set a price range so let's say you're interested in men's jeans that sell for at least 50 dollars, like 50 to 150 so you set that price range and then you look in the under the solds and you see what's sold and you kind of use that as a guide as to what to look for i have pages of brands that I've written down and styles and yeah, I, I keep like a document on my phone of you know certain brands to look for. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not real big into clothes, but I'm trying to expand my horizons, so I'm mm-hmm. trying to get more into clothes. Um, Libby does a lot better with clothes than I do. I've been kind of hit or miss. Um, it's a girl thing. Yeah, I mean, so I I fall back on the basics, like yeah. you know, look for look for quality, look for you know, look for things that are 100 percent silk or 100 percent wool and things mm-hmm. like that. You know. Yep. But to to get back to the topic at hand, um, you know, like I said, there are plenty of people out there who are making a lot of money on eBay, and I don't buy into the conspiracy theories. Mm-mm. I if if our sales are slow, um, I look at what I can do. I don't blame somebody else. I look at what I can do. You know, right. do, do we need to go promote more? Do we need to look at what we're selling? Do we need to change our descriptions or our categories? You know, so when our sales get slow, that's when we start tweaking things. Yep, absolutely. But, you know, I, I don't blame anybody else. I'm not blaming eBay. You know, that's just it just means it's time for me to get to work. We've been blacklisted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't buy into that at all. Yeah, no, I'm just I just roll my eyes at those people. Um, and if you're one of those people, you know, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to like I'm not, you know, trying to, you know, whatever, belittle you or, or I, I, I just don't 
I just we, don't buy into that. I just don't buy into that. We're not going to – we're going to have to have to agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, OK. So the next thing we're going to talk about is sourcing. You went without me a, like a last week. You went to – I went to Goodwill and yeah. spent four hours. It was crazy. Which is – let me tell you what. Uh, Libby spending four hours in a Goodwill is like her idea of heaven. So. It is. If yeah, That's my like, ooh, let's go have fun time. David, not so much, but, yeah. but Libby, Libby for sure. It just takes time. It really takes time to – Search through all the racks and piece by piece, and then usually I'll get a cart full, and I wheel back to the furniture section, and I find a chair, and I sit down, and I look it all up and uh, see what I can get to maybe make a little profit on. Or a lot of profit on. Well, yeah. That's always my hope. So uh, what did you find this time? I I, kind of paid attention, but I didn't pay much attention. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I found some District 8 men's jeans. Which oh, yeah. Is a, I saw those. Yeah. Though. Those are those real urban moto zip kind of things. Yeah. Urban wear. And, How much are those worth? Um, They retailed for good money. I'm hoping to get 45 or 50 out of them. Hoping. Awesome. Um, I got those. I got... Um, now I can't remember what I got. What else did I get? I don't know. I wasn't there, so... Um, We also did bins. Oh, I, well, I got that... That cute little dollhouse. Yeah, yeah. She found a little dollhouse. Not sure what that's that's worth, but it was it was cool. Mm-hmm. And then this past weekend, we went to the bins. I love the bins. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> yep. Um, Dave's yeah. getting into them though. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, warming He's getting up. Fired up. I'm warming up to the bins. If for no other reason than there's just nothing. It's it's winter time here and it's cold and gross and there's not we don't have many other options. Well, I think you look at it as more of a challenge. It's like all right. It's it's kind of funny because it's gotten to be kind of like a competition, and I'm not yeah. I, and I'm not doing very well. She finds way more than I find at the bins. But again, it's a lot of it is like clothes, and clothes just aren't my thing yet anyway. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This weekend I got tired of looking at clothes. Yeah. And going through the clothes bin. So I kind of switched over and I'm like, let's look at this hard good stuff and yeah. see what we can find. I think the best thing I found was a set of WeatherTech, um, yeah. those WeatherTech floor mats, you know. Mm-hmm. I found a set of a full set of weather of WeatherTech floor mats for a Volkswagen Passat. And the comps on those were like $160. Mm-hmm. And I paid a dollar for them. Yeah. So that was pretty good. And they're like, they were like new. And here's the crazy thing is if I would have seen those, I would have just like tossed them right into the next bin and not even looked at them. Yeah. And I, I saw them right away. Mm-hmm. I saw them right away. I was struggling this weekend. I don't know that I found anything. It's funny because I felt like I was struggling and you were doing great. I, don't know, I just, I don't know. I couldn't, couldn't, you know, it was one of those deals where I'd be, oh, be excited about something and I'd look it up and the comps would be, yeah, one sold for 25 and one sold for 75. And I'm like, what the heck do I do with that? So, yeah. I don't know. It was frustrating. But we got a We did. It's funny. We got it, our bit, our, our Goodwill outlet charges $1.29 per pound. And we're always like, oh, my God, we've got so much. And we get up there and the last three times it's been like. Ex- yeah, almost exactly fifty dollars. So, as if we were like trying, trying, yeah. Um, and I'm always worried that we're going to get up there and it's going to be like three hundred dollars or something because we have so much stuff. Yeah, but we, I mean, I always... stuff was falling off the card as we were rolling it up there. Yeah. 
Um, we got oh, we got some vintage clothes. We yeah, we've, we've, uh, it looked like maybe like a vintage shop had gone out of business or, and dumped their clothes, or maybe some like a collector. If you're ever at the Goodwill bins and you see clothes on actual hangers, those are ones that have not gone to a Goodwill store. They've been donated directly to the Goodwill bins to the Goodwill outlet location. Um, and these were all on hangers and they were tons of vintage clothing. We got, I think, four really cool dresses. Um, one that I'm in love with. And of course, it's the one that isn't labeled, but it looks like it. Re- I think it was know, handmade. Wasn't that one dress yeah, handmade? Yeah, it was handmade. And it looks like um, it could be worn by somebody on like the set of Mad Men or something. It's just yeah, it was like a Mad Men dress. Very cool. Very cool. So there was a lot of, we got a lot of vintage clothing. I was unaware of that whole hanger thing at the yeah. bins until you told me. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. If I didn't all... know you could even uh, donate directly to the bins. Um, I guess some people do. I don't know. Huh? But yeah, if they're on hangers, that means they didn't go to a, a Goodwill. They were donated directly. So, um, I also found a, a Kirby Model Three vacuum cleaner. <laughs> now she she's laughing, oh. but these things I don't know if you ever these things are built like a tank. They were built they were like made they were big in the '60s and '70s. They're made out of like solid. These are vacuum cleaners made out of like solid aluminum. My mom had one, and I can remember she kept the. The parts underneath in the closet, and when we would hide and seek, I would hide in the parts box. <laughs> <laughs> we had one that uh, when I was a kid that our um, they really sucked. Yeah, those things suck. Um, that <laughs> that our dog was like deathly afraid of. <laughs> okay, I can't <laughs> okay, pull together. Yeah, so I found a, a Kirby vacuum cleaner. It had all the attachments, and it was and it was in the bins, which How was kind of crazy. How did you know it was 1973? I actually, well, I didn't. I looked it up. I I looked it up that that's, that was the year that it came out. I guess was not was the Model Three came out in 1973. Wow. And um, it looked like it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it was in good shape. It was in really nice shape, and they hold their value. I mean, they really hold. They're sought after. I did the comps on it, and they. Um, sell for like one hundred and sixty nine dollars still, mm-hmm. because they just they're they last forever. They're made to last forever. They're not like the plastic you know junky vacuum cleaners today. So I had it in the cart. If you, well, I didn't. I actually. Never... I look over and he is just wrestling this beast out of the bins, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And that's the thing. It weighs. It weighs like it weighs as much we as a. We would have been at three hundred dollars. Yeah, we probably would have. You know, it probably it, it probably weighed as much as our whole other cart mm-hmm. put together. Mm-hmm. So I wheeled this dumb thing around for like half an hour, <laughs> trying to trying to go through the bins, and I'm, I'm wheeling this vacuum cleaner around behind me, and that was a pain in the butt. And after <laughs> after going through all that trouble of like, you we're know. We're like, eh, let's leave it. Yeah, we're like, eh, I don't think so. But as I watched you put it back in the bins, there was a couple standing off to the right. And she's like, he's putting that back. He's putting it back. Yeah. Put, yeah, and I, I know knew it they last snatched long. it up. Here's the thing is that um, it would not have been practical to sell on eBay, of course, because of the weight. It, it literally probably weighed about 45 pounds. It would have been – you would have to have sold it like on the eBay Marketplace or Craigslist. Fa- or, Facebook Marketplace. What did I say, eBay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Facebook we, we would have had to have sold it on the Facebook Marketplace and – it probably would have sold just fine. I didn't. I plugged it in. It did run. I didn't know for sure if it worked. There was no real good way to test it. I didn't know if it sucked or not. Um, 
probably did. I I don't know. It's it's just seemed like it was probably more more trouble than it was going to be worth. Yeah. I don't know. I I, 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 big... I kind of regret it. I kind of wish I'd got it, but I don't know. The big things like that, I just kind of I just yeah toss big... right over. Part of the problem for us is storage. Yeah. I don't know the 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 people who designed our house. Um, were I'm sure they were good people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were good people, sure. but they they probably didn't shouldn't have been designing houses. No. Our house has um, for for the, for its size, it's very poorly laid out, has no storage, and so that's always a struggle for us doing this business is um, maximizing our storage space. And we might even do a, a segment on that at some point, you know, yeah. about how to. Um, you know, plan out your storage and do your inventory. Well, and it just, because we have so little storage, it just requires us to be very organized. Yeah, we have to be really, one of the things I'm, I, you know, not to toot our own horn or whatever, but one of the things I'm really proud of is the fact that, you know, I see a lot of people who go into this business, who go into eBay reselling, and they kind of like learn their lessons the hard way, and they kind of evolve into, you know, developing an inventory system and developing a, a system to store things and keep things organized. And they do that out of pain. You know what I mean? Because right. they've learned a lesson. They've learned a lesson. They've lost something or And when we started doing this, pretty much immediately we came up with a bin system, a numbered bin system. We started shelving. off Yeah, we started off with shelving. We started off with a an inventory spreadsheet that also calculates all of our our fees. Our our fees, our cost of goods sold. I can't tell you how many lunch hours I spent, you know, watching, you know, YouTube videos of how people do this. Yeah, a, a lot of people kind of um I don't know, have a negative perception of the YouTube videos. There's a lot of YouTube videos out there where it's People trying to sell something or people tr- just basically kind of like bragging about the stuff that they've flipped, you know, and so. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot that I rolled my eyes at and didn't yeah. subscribe, but there are. But there are also a lot of really useful videos out there and also a lot of other useful podcasts. Yeah. And there are probably three or four that I still watch, you know, that I feel are really genuine people like you and I. Yeah, and so I. And that's who I. Yeah, you we're know, genuine people. We're genuine. We're not the fake ones. We're the genuine. Thing. <laughs> we're the we're the genuine ones. Um, um, while we're talking about other shows and podcasts, I would I would give a shout out to one of my, my personal favorite podcast on eBay reselling and thrifting is called um, Scavenger Life. Um, I would highly recommend that one. They are, I would say, their content is for more advanced mm-hmm. um, sellers. Yeah. But if you go back and listen to their early episodes, I mean, everybody starts somewhere. And if you go back and listen to their early episodes, there's still a, a lot of solid content there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think they're on 449. And we have went back. I'm We have yeah, went back and listened to their you know, older episodes multiple times. And they are, they're ones that we really follow. Yep. They've got um, 8,000 items in their store mm-hmm. as opposed to our, you know, like few hundred right now yeah. and growing. And they've been doing this since 2008. They live in rural West Virginia, and um, they actually have a storage building behind their home, and they actually have enough business that they hire people to help them. So, and they have an excellent, excellent uh, podcast. So, uh, it is the Scavenger Life. 
No, it's just Scavenger Life. No, it is The Scavenger Life. Oh, it's The Scavenger Life. That's what Ryan says at the end of every one. The Scavenger <laughs> Life. Oh my gosh. Don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, so any other scores from our sourcing this past week? I can't think of much. I don't know. It's all a blur. It is kind of all a blur. We... uh we took about a week's break from doing anything, from sourcing, from listing, and so we're trying to get caught up now, and it's... Um, overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It's been a whirlwind. Yeah. Because we're, we're uh, really trying to ramp up and grow this thing as as quickly as we can. Our, our goal is like f- maybe 500 listings by the end of summer. Yeah, going into what everybody calls Q4. Yeah, going into Q4. <laughs> Which is which is the traditional you know uh, big big time of year when people make most of their money. Mm-hmm. We've been selling on eBay for decades, literally for decades. We we had an eBay account when eBay opened. Yep. But we've our listings have been more like high end collectibles and things like that, and we've been casual sellers up until this past year. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of because of the nature of the things that we sold on eBay, we've been kind of immune to these kinds of fluctuations. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, this will be a first for us, mm-hmm. and we'll see how it goes. I know because I was thinking one of the things I did get this past weekend was a pair of Halloween Lularoe leggings, and I'm like, should I list them now, or should I wait until like August? And I don't know what to do. I would probably just hang on to them and list but them later. We, but if they don't sell, then you just have the listing fees dinging over. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, though. If we wait, if we wait, if we list them now, then we just have to keep p- paying the relisting so fees. Maybe and wait until August? Yeah, just wait till August. And where do I put them to remind me to. I have no it? idea. Okay. That's a conversation <laughs> that. for some other show. Okay. Okay. So things sold this week that were cool. Um,. Let's see. It's been what, like four or five years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, like four or five years ago, we were at a garage sale, and um, I think the guy was an alcohol. Dis- an alcoholic? No, he was no, not. No, not an alcoholic. Oh. An alcohol distributor. Yeah, he worked for an alcohol distributor. Because you yeah. got the. So I I bought. He had a uh, dis- a display that was that had been a. Uh, it was basically a, a coffin-shaped set of shells. I use it for a bookcase. I still have it. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a, like a life-size coffin with shelves in it that looks looks like a bookcase. And it was a I think it was a Bacardi display. And he had that, and he also had a Frankenstein, like a bust of Frankenstein, that was part of a, a store display for Devil's Cut whiskey, I think. And so it's like Frankenstein holding a barrel. Yeah, he had it was Frankenstein, and he had two. Arms. Yeah, two arms like holding a barrel, and scared the bejesus out of me for the longest time because it was like life she, size. Every time she would walk in the basement and he, and she would like see his silhouette. Um, the uh, it, it, this was just like the Frankenstein head and shoulders, and then like two arms that were kind of separate. I got that and the the big coffin bookcase for I think what twenty five dollars. Yeah. Yeah, and so they sat around in my basement for a while. I've got a lot of like you know movie. I collect movie stuff, and I've got a lot of movie stuff and, and old Universal Monsters stuff in my basement. And so Frankie sat down it's there. It's tasteful. It's tasteful. Yeah. So Frankie sat down there for Frankie. <laughs> a long time. and I know. I was kind of sad when I was like, oh, my God, you put Frank on there. <laughs> I called you. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, he got Marie Kondo'd. He, oh, 
Oh, you yeah, he didn't spark joy. He didn't spark joy anymore. Oh, that's he sad. was just taking up a lot of space. I'd really kind of like to redo our basement and it's full of stuff. And right now we're also using it for like a phot- photography studio mm-hmm. where we do where we have to, you know, shoot shoot the stuff that we put on eBay. And so our basement is just like always full of stuff and I I really want our basement to be kind of like a a living space. You know, it's less of a dumping space. Less of a dumping space, you know. And it is it is finished, it's nice. We've got like a you know, theater screen and a projector projector in there and all that kind of stuff. But um I can't redo it until I get rid of some stuff and so Frankie was the first casualty, I guess. Oh, you Marie Kondoed him. Yeah, he got Marie Kondoed. But anyway, so we, we paid for both those things. We paid twenty five dollars like four or five years ago, and I just I listed Frank for one hundred and seventy five. And back in uh, it's been October. Yeah, back in October, and I thought he would sell right away since it was October, but he he didn't. I I think that he he had some condition issues. He had actually come out of a dumpster, uh, is what we were told. Mm-hmm. And so he had some condition issues, and eventually I took a best offer of a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and he's on his way to Texas right now. Mm-hmm. And I had to, I had to make a Franken box out of like two big moving boxes because that's how big he was. He was actually larger than life size. His mm-hmm. I think the head alone was probably eighteen or twenty inches tall. Mm-hmm. He was a pretty big guy. Yeah, pretty big guy. Yeah. So he's on his way to Texas now to a new home. I'm sure he'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. He, it was a packing quandary for sure. Yeah, yeah. I had to I had to go to Lowe's and buy two big the heavy heavy duty. Boxes. Yeah, the biggest moving boxes they had, and I still had to like, you know, Fra- Frankenstein up two of them to make one big box. There out was of. like algebra and geometry and a ruler, and it, it was, was serious. Yeah, yeah. Serious. Stuff. It took me. It took me like three hours to get it all. I was like, what's going on? So yeah, so that was our big. Interesting, sell big, interesting. It, we don't typically sell big things like that. We we uh, deal Although, mostly. Tell them about the shipping on that guy. Oh yeah, that's something I did want to mention. Is um, if you if you have something large like that to ship, this was the first time we've used FedEx Home, and I'm sure a lot of people who are who are listening are familiar with FedEx Home. It's the first time I've used it because again, I don't I don't ship very many big things. Um, most of the stuff we ship is you know probably under. Under 20 pounds, I would say. Um, probably under – most of the things we sell are under 10 pounds. Yeah. And so this was the first time we used FedEx Home, but I was really surprised at how cheap it was. From here to te- – from Indiana to Texas, it was $26. Which is amazing to Yeah, me. which is amazing considering how big this box was because this, this box was – 18 by 18 by – No, it was bigger than that. It was, uh, it was like 30 inches tall. Thirty inches by like twenty four inches by, by like eight okay. eighteen or yeah. twenty inches, mm-hmm. and he didn't weigh very much. He was made out of uh, polyurethane foam, so he didn't weigh very much. I think I think the whole box is only about fourteen pounds. So, considering how cheap that was, I think we should list our that painting or that painting yeah. print thing that we have. Yeah, we're also like trying to redo our living room, and we've got a big painting that uh, I was debating putting on eBay because it weighs. I don't know, like 20-some pounds, and it's very large. It's like 44 inches wide and 36 inches tall, and it's a reproduction of a a famous painting. And it's been in our living room, but it doesn't really go with the stuff that we're we're kind of like – Yeah, we're kind of redecorating things, and it doesn't go with our new vision. 
So I considered putting it on eBay, but it's just so freaking big, and I didn't know how much it would cost to ship. I was kind of worried. But if we can ship at FedEx home, if that's you know if that's the kind of the price we're looking at, that won't be too bad. Yeah, we should look into that. Or yep. you should, I mean. <laughs> In my spare time, all my yeah. spare time I have. Between redoing the house and 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 working and eBay and um, all the other stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So get on that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, that's all I can think of that was interesting that we sold. Everything else was pretty mundane, it seems like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess we will move on to the topic at hand, which is getting started on eBay selling on a shoestring budget. Which is what we did. Which is what we did. <laughs> We've always been on a shoestring budget. I can't remember when we weren't on a shoestring yeah. budget, Yeah, I don't which is part of the reason why we do the eBay reselling thing. Anyway, right? Anyway, yeah. Yep. Thanks um, to wonderful student loans. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're... My, my first piece of advice is if you're trying to figure out what to sell and you are not wanting to gamble a lot of money mm-hmm. out of pocket to get things to sell, um, start with stuff in your house. Yep. You know, instead of having a garage sale or instead of maybe donating stuff to Goodwill, mm-hmm. take a look at what you've already got and see if there's anything that you can make money off of. Yep. And this is a good time to kind of learn how eBay works. So if, if, you're not, if you're really new at this and you haven't done a lot on eBay before, mm-hmm. this is a good time to take a pile of stuff from your house, set down, um, go th- through eBay, and look at what stuff sold for. When you do a search on something, if you look at the right – I'm sorry, the left-hand side menu and you scroll down, you can click on a little radio button and it says sold. And you can look and see what something sold for. A lot of um, newbies – the mistake they make is they look something up on eBay and they see the listings and they're right. like, and, and they're like, oh, wow, I'm going to, I can make, you know, $30 off this thing because that's what it's listed for. And there's a big difference between what something's listed for and what it actually sells for. Big difference. Yeah. So that's, that's why you have to look and see what things actually sell for. Um, eBay only goes back 90 days. So you'll you can see like a 90 days worth of results and you can kind of average out and it'll give you an idea of what to price something. Yeah. So another thing you can do to get started and I think this is a great way to get started is you can take 50 bucks and you can go to the Goodwill outlet and go to the bins. Yep, we did that. that yeah, was- that's that's another way that we got started. We we've talked about the bins quite a bit lately because again that's you know, given the weather that's pretty much our only option right now. Mm-hmm. And you can take 50 bucks, go to the bins, and you can come back with enough stuff to probably, you know, between that and maybe what you've already got in your house, probably enough stuff to do 100 listings. Yep. We went this weekend and we spent $51, and believe it or not, we had 51 items. So we paid. So we averaged out a dollar per item. item. So it is a cheap way of getting quick inventory. Maybe not the best inventory. But quick inventory, a lot. All quantity, at once. all yeah. at once. Another thing that I was thinking of is if you have a collection of anything, like whatever, if you collect widgets, you know, and you have two identical ones, maybe. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I And again, that's that's also a way that I've kind of gotten started on things. Or Actually, it's, it's a way I've, I've always sold on eBay is... Mm-hmm. 
I collect a lot of stuff. I, well, I, I used to. I've kind of like gotten more discerning about what I collect. So I've kind of – I used to collect a lot of movie memorabilia and a lot of movie props and a lot of you know toys and memorabilia and collectibles and all that kind of stuff. And I was kind of all over the place and it was taking over my life. And so I decided, you know, I need to like focus on something. So Star Wars was my favorite movie when I was a kid. And I decided to kind of focus my collecting there. And so I've got some, you know, a couple of big display cases in the basement that are all Star Wars stuff. And I started getting rid of everything else, mm-hmm. even like, you know, Star Wars stuff that I had duplicates of. Mm-hmm. And so that's another way to start. If you're if you're a collector and you've got... You know, maybe you're looking to pare down or maybe you need maybe it doesn't spark joy anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's another great way to get started. And and collectibles, you know, do pretty well on eBay, Mm -hmm. depending on what they are. Right. And also, you know, like one of the things that I do when I'm with like Star Wars collectibles is I'm always looking to level up. And what I mean by that is, you know, like let's say I've got a lunchbox. Right. Let's say I've got like an original Star Wars lunchbox from 1977. This true story. <laughs> and, you know, I bought one that was kind of rough. And I thought, you know, if I find a if I find a better one somewhere down the line, I'm going to get that and then I can sell this one. So that's another good way mm-hmm. to you know come up with stuff is mm-hmm. as you kind of like level up in your collection, you find things that are in better condition mm-hmm. that you've already got. You can sell off the old ones. And I've done that several times now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about that today, and I thought, yeah, you know, no, that's a really good point. Good, you know, people who have collections, but I mean, really, everybody, you know, all the podcasters that I listened to when we were thinking about getting started said, "Don't go out and spend a bunch of money. You know, start at home and look around, or like even ask, you know, family and friends. You know, are you getting ready to donate anything? Can I take a look at it first? Um, you don't have to have." you know, a huge money investment to get started doing this. You no. absolutely don't. No. We've even found stuff for free. We've actually found quite a bit of stuff oh for gosh, free. Oh, my gosh, yes. I forgot, like the Bill Nye, the Science Guy things. Yeah, we, we went to our local recycle center. Mm-hmm. actually has, like, a, a place where you can drop off stuff for other people. Like if, you know, you have, I don't know, dishes or something like that that you want to get rid of. And instead of, you know, giving them to Goodwill, you can drop them off at our local recycle center and they have like these big shelves and people just, yeah, people just leave stuff and it's kind of like a pay it forward thing or, you know, trading one thing for something else. So we'll take stuff, drop it off, and then we'll look and see what other people have left. And and we've picked up several things there that we turned around and were able to put on eBay and make money from. And the most recently we found a big set of Bill Nye the Science Guy DVDs. They were like classroom. Yeah, like like series. educational um, classroom series DVDs, and we got those for free and sold them on eBay for I don't know thirty five, like thirty five, forty dollars. Yeah. You know, so and they were free. Yeah, they were free. You can't beat free. Free is my favorite word. Free, yeah, free, free, free. Every time. <laughs> well, and another thing we do at the recycle center, and I can price proudly say, up until we bought the boxes this weekend, is that we had not paid. Any money out for shipping supplies. So friends of ours who have, you know, like seen what we're doing, one of the things that we – one of the questions we get asked a lot is, how do you afford all these shipping supplies? Mm -hmm. And really, until your business, until your eBay reselling business grows to a certain point where you're like really shipping, you know, maybe like 20 packages a day, 
you can find a lot of shipping stuff for free and and really not ever have to buy anything other than maybe like consumables like tape and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Our recycle center, in addition to like that free stuff we were talking about, our recycle center also has huge bins of packing supplies that people have left for recycling. Mm-hmm. And that includes bubble wrap and foam wrap and packing peanuts and boxes and all kinds of stuff. And that's where we get a lot of our shipping supplies. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing this for months now. We haven't paid anything for shipping supplies other than buying tape. Mm -hmm. And that's been really cool. That and poly bags. We have also bought poly bags. But poly bags are awesome. Yeah, they're great. They're worth the money. They're definitely worth the money. And they're not that expensive. Mm -mm. So don't... If you can help it, don't pay for for shipping supplies. Um, Also, I think you were going to say something about... USPS, you can go online and they will deliver uh, the... Is it the flat... Priority mail. Priority mail, flat rate boxes and envelopes to you, right to your door. For free. Um, It takes a while. It's not like overnight. It took about... I think it takes about... It took about a week or a week and a half. Ten days. Yeah, Um, something like that. Yeah, they'll deliver that to your door. So again, no no reason to pay for shipping supplies. You can buy tape at the dollar store. It's not great tape, but you can buy box tape at the dollar store for a dollar a roll, and that will get you by just fine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So so yeah, it it doesn't take a lot in that regard to get started. And another thing we do for shipping supplies is we actually put ads like on the Facebook garage sale groups. There's mm-hmm. there's probably a dozen different Facebook garage sale groups in our city. And so we put ads on there saying that we will pick up small boxes. Um, we especially like a lot of the uh, Amazon boxes, and mm-hmm. people usually have a ton of those. I just put an ad on there. We're looking for, you know, empty boxes and shipping material. And now I have regulars who will contact yeah. me and say, hey, I just put a bunch out on the porch if you want to come by and pick them up. Yeah, well, that's, so. that's really nice. We actually have people that just, that just kind of know now that we're looking for that stuff. And so we just kind of spontaneously get messages from them telling us to, you know, come pick up stuff. So that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So we've covered how to find stuff to sell and how to ship it. Um, One thing you're going to run into is lighting. Yeah. For for taking photographs. Yeah. Because you have to, you have to photograph this stuff. Almost everybody has a phone that'll take pictures and at least to get started, the camera on your phone is good enough. Yeah. Sometimes it's even better. Like, you know, I was we were doing some photos uh, last night of some clothes and I was actually getting some better results from my phone camera than I was from our expensive like Canon 35 millimeter digital camera. So most people have access to a camera, but the lighting is the tricky part. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple different ways that you can do things if you are lucky enough to live someplace where you get good sunlight all year round natural sunlight is absolutely the best lighting to take pictures yep. no matter what yeah so if you've got you know like a back porch or something and maybe like a card table um, go out in the afternoon set stuff up there and just take your pictures of natural sunlight and you're good to go if you're like us and you live in you know Someplace where it's winter for like a third of the year. <laughs> oh my gosh, the drama. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you probably are going to need to look into some kind of a light kit. Mm-hmm. So, um, one possibility, especially if you deal in mostly small stuff, and we tend to deal mostly in small stuff, is they sell these things called light boxes on Amazon. And basically, it's a cube, like a hollow cube, 
and it's white, usually made out of like nylon or something like that, some kind of white fabric. And they're like a pop-up tent. You know, you unfold it and it kind of pops up. And they usually have their own, or you can buy them anyway, with their own built-in lighting, like a ring light, an LED ring light. And it gives nice, even, bright white lighting on something, on, a, on an object. You can put it inside and turn the light on and kind of photograph it. And you get a nice white background behind it. And they're cheap. You can buy, I think I've seen them on Amazon for as cheap as like 15 or 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So if you mostly have small stuff, it's a that's a great way to do it. It doesn't work for clothes, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You need something bigger for clothes. Um, again, like if you've gotten, if you can shoot outside in natural sunlight, I think for clothes, that's, I, I really struggle with photographing clothes. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, getting the colors right is really important. You know, I think everybody probably remembers a few years ago that whole debate online. Is, is this dress gold or is it blue? Ooh. You know, um, and of course, I, you want to absolutely avoid that when you're taking photographs for clothes to sell on eBay. You don't want somebody to think they're getting a blue dress <laughs> when they're actually getting a gold dress, Ooh, you know. Surprise. So that's something I take really seriously, and I I try to do absolutely the best that I can when mm-hmm. photographing clothes. And so that has necessitated us, you know, g- getting an actual light kit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even then, I'm going to tell you our story about how we got a backdrop and a lighting kit and everything for basically free. <laughs> and it was amazing. This isn't something that, like, you're going to be able to replicate necessarily. I I got lucky. Let's be real. I got lucky. But you can get lucky, too. You just need to be patient and keep your eye out. Yeah. Um, and that's that's another thing that I would advise for people starting out on the shoestring is patience pays off. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think a lot of people spend more money than they need to when buying things and buying supplies and things because they get impatient and they're not willing to wait for a deal to come along. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true about, you know, a lot of things. And. So here's what happened. I was looking for a backdrop. We wanted some kind of a nice photographic backdrop. I was looking on Amazon, and they had some some cheap things on there that I considered. And then I also wanted a light kit, some kind of continuous lighting um, that we could use since we couldn't really shoot stuff outdoors because it's wintertime. And so I looked on Amazon. I found a lot of stuff and decided I would check out Facebook Marketplace and I found actually a professional lighting kit and a professional backdrop that a local photographer was selling. I think she was moving and she was selling off some of her extra stuff. So I got this professional canvas, hand-painted canvas backdrop. It's the kind of backdrop that there's actually three and you can like flip between them. And so there was like a kind of a tan colored one and a gray one and then one that was like multicolored like a like pink a pink and blue. Yeah, like a pink and blue for for kids for doing kids photography. And it came with a really nice um, hanger and stands to hang the backdrop and also came with professional flash lighting, a posing station, a little uh, like rolling chair. I got the whole thing for 100 bucks. And the the lighting wasn't exactly the kind of lighting I wanted to use. I wanted some continuous lighting because I also needed something that we could use for shooting YouTube videos, which we've done a couple of now. Mm-hmm. So the lighting that came with it wasn't very useful to me, and I looked it up, and it actually, each light, each individual photo light in this kit sold for, originally sold for $229, and this kit came with two. So I had 400 and some dollars worth of lighting that I didn't even need, and I listed it on eBay, and 
I sold each one for ninety eight dollars. Mm-hmm. So I made two hundred dollars. Um, I spent a hundred dollars on this whole thing and immediately made two hundred dollars off of it. And I took the money and I bought a lighting kit for fifty bucks. Yep. So not only did I get the whole thing for free, I actually made money on it. Right. So I got my lighting kit and my backdrop and all the accessories and stuff, and I actually made $50 on the deal. It was a sweet deal. (laughs) We're not going to lie. Yeah. So, So, you know, again, I I don't expect anybody to be able to just, like, run out and replicate that, but I was patient. I didn't pull the trigger on the first thing I saw on Amazon. You know, I, I waited around. I looked to see what I could find on the Facebook marketplace, and it paid off. And yep. again, patience pays. Yeah. I mean, we found some good stuff on the Facebook marketplace. Yeah. And I, it's actually a place where I go and look for items to pick up to resell. You know, if people don't know what they have. And yeah. We don't find a ton on the Facebook marketplace, but we do find some stuff. Yeah. I, I check it out. And we may, you know, uh, if we expand into larger items, we may start. Kirby, Kirby vacuum. Yeah, like Kirby vacuum cleaners. <laughs> Maybe we'll start selling more. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why she thinks that's so funny. But. I don't, just you rolling that dang thing around the Goodwill just yeah. cracks me up. <laughs> I'm sure it was a sight to behold. It was one of those kind of things I guess you had to be there. But, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. So, um, yeah. So. That's our story. That's We're our story. I, I had something else I was going to say, and it's like totally left my head now. But I think I think you get the picture here. Um, you don't you don't need a whole lot of money to get started. You nope. don't need to spend a lot of money on supplies. You don't need to spend a lot of money on, you know, a camera and fancy lighting and all that kind of stuff. And. Just be patient. Look for the deals to come along. There's always a deal. Um, I would say my best piece of advice is learn how to look up sold comps on eBay um, and make sure you're, you know, comfortable doing that. And then just start, you know, maybe going to Goodwill and looking things up. And you really just have to do your research. And Yeah. Um, yeah. She makes – Libby makes a good point is that – even if you don't buy anything necessarily, just going to Goodwill, picking things up and looking them up on eBay to get a, just to get a feel for what things are worth. Right. So you so you can kind of develop an eye. When I go into Goodwill, right now, I mean, I skip women's clothing because I mean, I, it, that market just seems flooded. But I always look, I go through the shoes, I look through the purses, and then I go back to toys, and then hard goods, and then I usually finish up with active wear, like hoodies. I had no idea she had a uh, any kind of <laughs> plan like that. Where, I, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I had I had no idea that there was any method to her madness at all, but so anyway, I just go in, um, and I it's funny because I use I, I go in and I'm like ooh shiny yeah he just bumbles around, <laughs> um actually I use one of your you know your pieces of advice and I just look for things that look different or unique yeah and I'll that's pick really them up. that's really my 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 big thing 
is that I just look for things I haven't seen before because I've seen a lot. You know, I've been doing I have been doing this for life. Yeah. I'm a lifer. Yeah. My parents used to set up at flea markets and stuff when I was a kid. We had garage sales all the time. We went we went to garage sales. And so I I've been I've been I'm the OG eBay reseller kind of person. Uh-huh. And so I've been doing this for a long time and I just fall back on that particular skill is just that I've seen so much stuff that when I see something unique, it must really be unique. Yeah, it really stands out. You know, just anything. So that that would be my piece yeah. of advice is to just get out there, get out there and look around mm-hmm. and, you know, start developing an eye for what's unique because that's – I'm you know, I don't have like a lot of, you know, brands memorized and stuff like that, you know, but I – and the and the other you know thing is to fall back on the basics and, and look for quality mm-hmm. things that are like that like that Kirby vacuum cleaner that's you know it's made out of metal it's not mm-hmm. plastic it's heavy duty it's made out of metal leather purses yeah leather real leather silk, purses cashmere. things made out of silk things made out of cashmere things made out of wool, wool um, Disney Disney clothing Disney toys almost anything Disney we have had really good well luck anything with. like. Vintage Disney, I suppose. I don't no, know. Just Disney. Oh, there's a there's a glut of Disney stuff, so I'm not sure that's the best advice, but maybe. Well, I like it. Okay. <laughs> Some something else that an, another way that you can find stuff for free to sell. I'm not necessarily advocating this. We have done some of this ourselves. I'm not necessarily advocating it. It's controversial, but um, dumpster diving. Oh, did you hear about a lady who was dumpster yes. diving and she died? Yes, um, I did hear about that. It was in the news where a, a lady was dumpster diving recently and she disappeared and they found her at a landfill. So she got stuck in the dumpster. She got stuck with, in the dumpster. I don't know. We have, I don't know. I I have issues with this one. I couldn't. I mean, it's controversial. Um, we've done it. We've done some dumpster diving. We live in a college town and this is, it's a great town for dumpster diving. And we know people who like make their living around here dumpster diving because the college kids at the end of the semester, they leave a bunch of stuff. The dumpsters are like usually overflowing with stuff. And the local college here actually has a big, um, international student population. And, you know, they're here for four years. They accumulate a lot of stuff. And then when they go to go back home, they, can't ship it back. It's too expensive to ship back. So they basically just have to like give it or throw it away. Mm-hmm. And it's a great time to, to get stuff for free. So if you happen to live in or near a college town, that's another possibility. Go dumpster diving or yeah. go curb shopping. You know, people leave stuff out on the curb. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we've, we actually found one time we found like an old civil war uniform. Oh, was that in the trash? Yeah, it was in, it was out in, on, on the curb. Somebody left some stuff out on the curb and we found an old civil war uniform that was made of, of wool, I think. And we sold that on eBay for quite a bit. Wow, I don't remember that. Yeah, that was that was quite a while. That was I don't know several years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm less into that one. <laughs> <laughs> we went a few weeks ago, right after, well, in January, the semester, at the semester break when you know kids are moving out, moving in, and I just could not bring myself to touch anything. So I stood to the side, going ugh. So. <laughs> What's that, Dave? What's that? What's I actually, that? <laughs> I actually follow several like dumpster diving groups on Facebook, and um, I think they dumpster dive like behind like Best Buy. Yeah, like Best Buy and, and um, retail stores. Yeah, and so again, it's I'm not advocating it particularly. I'm just saying 
that is something that people do. You can look into it. It's a possibility. A lot of retail stores. Um, I think a lot of people listening to this, you know, you've, if you've been researching, reselling on eBay, you've probably found that, you know, Amazon stuff, Amazon returns are a thing. You know, you can buy like a pallet of stuff that has been returned to Amazon and Amazon, rather than putting it back in stock, if it's like an open box or whatever, they'll just like send it to a warehouse. It gets put on a pallet. And people will just buy an entire pallet of Amazon returns and open boxes. And a lot of people will put that stuff on eBay. And, you know, you can buy a pallet that's supposedly worth $3,000 and maybe you spend like a couple hundred bucks on it. Mm-hmm. So this is actually true of a lot of retail outlets, you know, like brick and mortar stores. They will have stuff. Target, that's, I think. Yeah, is like, one. like Target, Best Buy, places mm-hmm. like that. They'll get returns, open boxes, and it actually costs more to send it back to the manufacturer than it does just to like put it in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. So there are people who will go dumpster diving behind these retail outlets and they'll find stuff and they'll put it on eBay to, to sell or they'll put it on Amazon and they'll sell it. And I don't know. I don't I don't know like what the legalities of that are. I know that like people in these in these Facebook groups, they kind of talk about the police hassling them sometimes, but usually the police don't care. Sometimes the stores chase them off or whatever. So that's why I say I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to sell you on this, but it's something that people but do. People do it. Yeah. So just not. And it's free. Free stuff. You can't beat free. My favorite word. Free, free, free. Free, yeah, free, free. Okay. Okay. So I guess that's all we got this week, right? That's all I have. Yeah, that's all I got too. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, remember to go to our website. It's www.jupiterjane.com. J-A-Y-N-E is how it's spelled. And you can check out our previous podcast episodes there. You can also find our eBay store from there. We've got a, a actually a physical outlet now, a brick-and-mortar store, sort of. We're at, we have a booth in a local antique mall where we're selling our toys and collectibles, mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that um, – isn't not necessarily like too good for eBay, but you know, too big, too, maybe too big for eBay. You know, because we were talking maybe earlier about how we were getting into some bigger things, so stuff that maybe isn't as practical to sell on eBay or where I think I could make more money in a physical store. It's going into our booth now, so I've got a lot of like, you know, vintage toys and collectibles and stuff like that that I'm selling from there. So you can check that out. Um, our social media stuff is on there. So yeah, JupiterJane.com. All right. All right. So, again, thanks so much for listening, guys. We're going to try to have new episodes out every Monday. We're kind of late this week because we've been trying to catch up on our eBay reselling. So forgive us for not getting this one out on time. But look for us hopefully two weeks from this past Monday for our next episode, episode five. And until then, this is Dave. And this is Libby. And this is Trash and Treasure with Jupiter Jane. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.